Someone once told me that no one says life is fair. When you hear that when you're young, you have no idea what it really means. Once you've lived a little, and then you lose everything, suddenly it makes sense. This podcast is a true life memoir of someone who lost everything and is rebuilding in search of who they once were. They're sharing their story as part of their healing process and so that anyone else out there living through similar circumstance knows that they're not alone. Dave the Clone here, checking in for another installment in the Feeling It, Healing It Diary of Recovery, officially crossing into the month that would make it the one-year anniversary of beginning the recording, in any case, of the diary. Uh, I started recording the diary in February of 2023, and here we are, a couple of days into the first week of February 2024. What a journey, what a year, what a time to be alive, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely did not even know how to approach recording today. Um, I was a little trepidatious going into the year. Uh, I was a little trepidatious even starting this show, so maybe it'll be a little bit of a back and forth of like what it was like when I started, and even just from realizing how different, I mean, emotionally, the lack of stability, the total sort of feeling of descent into a place where I thought I might not have been able to come back from. And again, that's not to be tap dancing around anything on sort of what I, you know, uh, lightly referred to as the ultimate scary or the, um, you know, ending the show or, or, uh, <laughs> letting the intermission become a permanent situation. But it was bad. Uh, and it's still, it's much better now <laughs> and there, there are still days where it's very hard. There are days where it still feels like it might be just as bad, but I think even from thinking about how different things are now than they were a couple entries ago, um, I'm on day 10 of the secret, <laughs> um, which is, uh, actually I'm, <laughs> See, I, I struggle with not wanting to jinx things, but even the idea that I could jinx things is a little bit of the kind of mind frame and thinking that I'm trying to move away from, the, uh, the thinking in terms of limiting thoughts and intrusive thoughts and sort of how one of the things I started touching on last time and have been really reflecting on since, especially as more things develop is this whole idea of the reframe, which is something I talked about a long time ago. I know like several, several episodes ago it was about reframing the way I was looking at things, but it wasn't in terms of the way things have become reframed in a much more recent sense. And I think that was because at the time that I started the diary, I was very much doing it on my own because I didn't know what else to do. And in the time that I've been doing this, in the time that I've been sharing this journey with you guys, um, I've started getting better about not only talking to other people in person, um, but seeking out actual like mentorship and seeking out actual um, guidance from people who have found that magic ingredient, have found that way to live life in a freer sense. And to the 
to the, you know, almost the way people like, you know, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk and people who are really at the top, you know, of the echelon who are not only free, but are like wealthy and powerful. And uh, I'm trying to think, I don't want to say comfortable, but they are secure in themselves. They are secure in the life that they've been able to build, not only because, you know, I think it's funny. I mean, obviously I'm nowhere near a billionaire or anything at all in, in that ballpark. Uh, I've been making progress. I, I have, have, I've come to terms with, and am very grateful for the abundance that I have been blessed with. And even if that takes the form of having a support system that has allowed me the opportunity to regroup and recoup and build up a little bit of a savings and have the ability to possibly take advantage of some opportunities that are coming my way or, or coming to the surface now. Um, and it does seem like in the last, I would say month or so, the last couple of weeks at the very, at the very least, but maybe it is even starting to verge on about a month that there is a feeling of the weight beginning to lighten or beginning to lift off, beginning to make space for what I, I feel like something is coming. I feel like something's on its way. Um, there have been a few developments in the sort of potential job arena. Uh, and, and even one of those resulted from having a conversation with one of my colleagues or one of the contacts at one of my clients that gave them an idea of the fact that I need more or that I'm looking for more or that, um, there could be a better arrangement for me possibly and that they might be able to provide that. So I think ultimately when I was trying to figure out what is going on that I wanted to talk about, like what is the theme for today? What is the sort of um, update? It's really about how I'm starting to see I guess it's the resiliency that everybody who has been trying to help me all this time has been talking about the sort of idea that one of the things that I didn't feel, um, was any kind of a positive coming from the way that I have been navigating the last couple of years is this idea that I haven't quote unquote given up, right? That I haven't just resorted to, staying in bed all day and hiding under the covers or allowing, even though there are still, there are times where the sadness, um, is incredibly present and incredibly strong and is very close to being, um, overwhelming in a way that doesn't feel like there's any counterbalance to there have definitely been days where immediately it's tears. Um, I still have days, although they've been, they've been getting less and less. There are still days where the first thing that hits my mind is some kind of stress point that feels literally like a bully in the room standing over the bed watching me wake up and saying aha <laughs> welcome to uh the next day asshole and here is what i want you to worry about first um and i don't know if it's because of these new potential opportunities and these things that everyone especially of the last few options that have sort of surfaced feel much more aligned with what should be sort of the next step. Uh, a lot of what 
surfaced in the conversation with my friend Natalie from high school, the, the sort of more spiritual um, professional, spiritual leader, spiritual healer, uh, surrounds the idea of, you know, and it, it connects again to the secret. It connects to this whole sort of idea of becoming, shifting the mindset um, and that the idea of positive thinking and and orienting thinking towards trying to attract as opposed to focusing on the bully in the room or the stress point or being resentful about what I don't have or being um, not even resentful or it's to see that's the thing like to me it's like it's not resent and it's not jealousy but it is a a part of the wound that hasn't healed about where I am is that sense that it wasn't supposed to happen this way. That what led me to where I am was not supposed to be what led me to changing my life or that and then, I mean, again, you know, it's, it's sort of like, well, where does this, where does this notion come from? Um, sort of a sense of if I were going to transform my life, if I was going to take these big leaps, if I was going to um, completely transform who I am, what I do, how I live. When that as a concept existed from a place where I was in a job that while it was paying me a living enough to be able to survive uh, and more than survive, like, you know, survive to what, what survival and thriving meant before the world changed, before the pandemic, before the things that are happening now that kind of make it seem like we're edging closer and closer to uh, a world we would not recognize, <laughs> yet the world we're almost being forced into. Um, and keeping that in mind, that in and itself, the fact that the world is changing in a way that for a lot of us, not being part of that uber elite, not being part of that 1%, not being a Gary V, you really feel like you're just sort of on the shoulders of the river adrift and you don't have the ability to change the direction of the waters so much. And that even still, when things do change, you're kind of at the mercy of what those changes are as opposed to being able to have options. So that's a whole thing in and of itself. But, you know... There's something to be said for the idea that sometimes, not even sometimes, most times in this life, we won't change if we're comfortable where we are, even if we don't like where we are. And a lot of this whole sort of shifting of the mindset is finding the ability to start from a place of gratitude and opportunity and recognizing opportunity, discerning opportunity and shifting away from the sort of more self-centered and even a little bit when I think about it in these terms, entitled perspective of, well, it shouldn't be happening to me like this or I deserve better or, you know, or, I have nothing, what, you know, whereas I'm sure, and it, it actually, <laughs> this really manifested itself in the way that the friend who gave me their copy of The Secret, he goes, dude, you know, you're not doing too bad here. You're living in a really nice house. Your parents are letting you live here. You know, you've got the time to re, you know, really right the ship here, really reorient yourself. And I, I do find myself at a lot of times saying in the grand scheme of things, thank God this is all happening the way it is because 
This is morbid. <laughs> this is going to be very, very morbid. I'm suddenly realizing not only how old I am, but how old my parents are. Uh, I don't have any grandparents left living on the earth anymore. So, so when my grandmother on my father's side passed away, um, this is a couple of years ago now, I want to say it was definitely pre-pandemic, so it must have been like 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Uh, I remember at that time, I was like, oh, wow, like it's an entire level of the family tree is now gone. My father passed away in 2015, and even just today, I'm, I'm my parents are down in Virginia watching my nephews. I did not go with them because I have uh, not only a healthy amount of editing on my plate to get done, but I have to make headway on this audiobook that I've been hired to narrate. So I, I figured having this house to myself, having less distraction and less noise pollution from my mom's dog uh, would make that um, more uh, likely to happen, not more likely to happen, it would just be good for, for that. It would be a better environment to make some serious progress. Um, interestingly enough, once they left, a very intense feeling of sadness, loneliness, a little bit of what I'm starting to recognize as old thinking, my pre- uh, pre-recent efforts and uh, um, I want to say education, but that's not right. Enlightenment maybe into how the mindset is, is a big player in what's going on because, and, the, and what's really reinforcing understanding this now is that since I've been working on this, this whole idea of trying to live into the concept of what you want, you know, like I just had today, I had a um, a phone interview for a potential new freelance client, and it went really well. And so now I'm sort of living into the idea that uh, the next thing I hear from them is going to be, hey, let's get started here. And that combined with this other new opportunity from one of my existing clients would start to really bring me back to the level that I was at before this period of time as far as like income and and um, rebuilding financial security for myself. And it's in addition to the editing work that just seems to this one project I'm working on keeps expanding and then the audio book being the first of what I'm feeling is going to be more because, um, this particular project is going to be such an opportunity to show off skills um, that I, to be completely frank, I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, I was supposed to start today, but instead I decided to focus on um, getting out another episode of my 15 minutes of movie memory madness podcast, which is uh, in its 15th episode. So that's in the midst of all this, I've been able to not only keep up with this show, <laughs> but start a second show, which has got an audience that is continually growing. And, uh, and it's even though it's, it's not massive enough to monetize yet, it's on its way. Um, it's one of the bigger responses I've seen to anything I've released previous. And I'm going to knock on wood just so that I'm not in any way jinxing that. But even that, there's no such thing as jinxing. <laughs> like by even entertaining that concept, it's almost like attracting the idea that people won't listen. Um, a lot of this is going into it with the mindset that uh, you are what you believe you are. If you are good at this, the audience is there and it will find its right audience and it will all flow starting from you having that positivity at the beginning. So, um, I also get a sense of accomplishment from the fact that I've been able to put out the 15 episodes and that it's 
It's no small feat, the amount of work that goes into each of these episodes. I was just talking about it with my buddy Drew. Um, and he even said, yeah, you could see it, dude, that it, it, it's, it's like, this is like not just thrown together. This is like, you know, you're making artistic choices and it's, you know, you're doing a, a review slash, um, response. So it's, uh, fair use to be grabbing the imagery you're grabbing you know it was very it was it was the kind of uh reinforcement i need <laughs> from a, a, a colleague i respect but it's also the idea that i'm sharing it from an authentic place and i am living into you know nostalgia which can sometimes serve uh, as, as a, a healing factor, one of the things I've struggled with this whole time, as I'm sure everybody who's been listening is aware, is that nostalgia can also be a slippery slope and it can sometimes be a gut punch more than it is a, uh, inspiration. So, um, I think that now, at least with the way I can channel it for this show, it's focusing on the nostalgia that's in the good category, like the pro nostalgia versus the con nostalgia. And, um, and it does open up a new avenue of being able to sort of look back at things. Uh, it's funny sometimes watching these movies and doing a podcast about them really brings in this whole realizing how old you are thing. And, and so one of the things I'm still struggling with is the sense of like, okay, age is smacking me in the face as far as you still have time, but not anywhere near as much, but you wouldn't be the first one to start over. And if anything, this could be, the time that I'd been putting off to really be bold. I think, you know, the voice acting for the, the book is definitely a step in that direction because it's going to require performing. I think it's safe to say that there's an element of me that has been trying to play things extremely safe while also resenting not having more recognition for some of the things that I know that I'm capable of. But by that same token, I have not been going as out of my way as I could be to really flex the creative muscles that would show those talents and abilities. It's like wanting to be a movie star and never auditioning for a movie and never making a movie of your own. And I think for a lot of us, whatever it is, that thing that we want to do, that thing that is underneath the surface, that's a driving dream. I mean, one of the things I write in my um, gratitude journal is I'm grateful for realizing that I need to rediscover my identity and I'm grateful for realizing that I need to rediscover my dreams, my goals and my purpose because in the aftermath of the trauma that I experienced, um, which I am also very appreciative of the fact that whenever I, um, I'm talking about the progress I'm making with my mom, she says, look, you know, you've been through a lot and I know that it's, it's hard to just let go of some of the things that have happened. Uh, even today I was having a conversation with myself. Um, I think because I saw a meme on Facebook and it was the shot. Um, it was like a close up of Tom Cruise's face from Top Gun Maverick with the subtitle from when Val Kilmer as Iceman, as Colonel Iceman, I think in that movie, uh, is saying to him, it's time to let it go. And he's talking about the regret and the, the sort of guilt over what happened to Goose in the classic original Top Gun film. And Tom Cruise is saying to him, I don't know how. And I feel, I feel that. I feel that to my core, that I don't know how. 
and it's something I still need to learn, but it's at least something I feel like I can learn now, as opposed to a year ago when I started recording this, I thought that doing this was going to be the letting go. Um, and there's also a part of me, if I'm really being honest, that kind of also doesn't want to let go. And that's definitely an, a holdover of trauma bonding, a holdover of the sort of realization that you've been through trauma and that you've been through abuse because there is still to be totally aware there is still a part of me that and i'm not sure if it's because of the sort of present very present loneliness magnified a billion times by being in the house by myself and feeling like here's the morbidity morbidity i feel like being in my parents house by myself while they're visiting my nephews because my sister and my brother-in-law are both traveling for business is almost like a preview and i Truly, I'm not putting this out there because I want this to happen. So this is the when you're starting to learn of about living in this new world of law of attraction and and being aware of what your thoughts pull and push pull towards you and push away. I almost feel like in a way this is showing me what it would like be like to be truly isolated, to be completely alone. Like what it's going to be like when I don't have my parents anymore. And I don't, as soon as that thought comes in, I push it away because I don't even want to entertain what that's going to be like. But by the same token, I am thankful that I have them and that this might be my last chance to be able to transform my life while still having a support system like this and it's compounded by something i've mentioned a few times recently with this friend who was really a friend that grew out of a um person that i had sort of started a not serious more physically oriented relationship with during my um cruising around dating period before this last relationship that uh is at the sort of epicenter of the nuke that went off in my life um and so i think in a lot of ways i never really assigned that relationship um as much meaning as i probably could have or should have um but what i think uh recently uh, after reconnecting she and i were talking and it was before i moved here but it was before i had also moved into the mansion that went south and she was kind of pissed at me for being as doom and gloom chicken little the sky is falling when I was still able to turn to family and turn to my support system for help. She was not shy about saying, well, you know what? I don't have parents anymore. I don't have family. I don't have anybody to turn to for help. And I still have to get up and go to a job I don't like. And I have to do whatever I have to do to survive. And I think you need to just, you know, bite the bullet and get used to it and you know um realize that you still have some privilege here and at the time that she said that to me i felt like you know what fuck you don't get mad at me because i still have parents and you don't but she's right and one of the things that has been so hard about all this is this whole sense that i've been putting on myself of like how dare you go to your parents for help how dare you still need help at 40 something years of age like and now that's very judgment heavy and that's me judging myself that's me bullying myself and it's 
it's one of the things that we do that we think in some ways is valuable because it's trying to hold ourselves accountable and it's trying to be um, inspiring us to operate at the level we should be operating. But should is an interesting word because where does should come from? Who says? One of the things, the thing that I read today, today's page in The Secret, which is the daily workbook, is a book you're supposed to just read one page from every day. And it's supposed to orient your mind to be thinking in a, in a more um, positive law of attraction. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> I'm not thinking of it, but inspiring. It's supposed to gear your thinking because the whole idea behind the secret is this whole, you know, you attract by just asking the universe for things and living into the feeling of what it would be like to have the things that you're, you want because everything is energy and everything is about frequency. And by getting your frequency to change from the negative low frequency that it's at from whatever you're going through is not an easy thing to do. Just like letting go of the things that are bothering you, of the memories that are keeping you tied to the Trump. It's not as easy as flipping a switch. It's not so easy to think to yourself, I already have financial security when you don't have financial security. I already have a new car when you're still dealing with the car that's falling apart and becoming a, um, becoming a, uh, a money pit. And the universe responds to the way that you think. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to get there, you never will. Or, oh my God, if all I'm doing is worrying about a bill showing up in the mail, then bills are going to show up in the mail because all I hear is, is bill. You know, all I hear is, you know, if I'm never going to get out of debt, all the universe hears is debt. So you have to reorient your thinking to realizing, visualizing, being beyond the point that you're stuck at now. And that's what will get that to happen. So, uh, and, and why I'm feeling the truth in all this is because as I've been make, doing this work and as I've been trying to, to think in that way, it's when all of a sudden these new opportunities, I had that opportunity to speak to a one-on-one -on -one mentor and he gave me this list of books to read that are also about shifting your mindset. And he even gave me a list of books that were to teach me how to become more business savvy, to, to understand how to be running the business that is well, the business that I'm running that I've been able to uh, make the money from the freelance clients that I've been working with. But, you know, I'm sure there are things I could and should be doing that are a little bit more um, that would be putting me in a more advantageous position that would be a little bit more effective and not being constantly just reactive and sort of being at the mercy of things that are happening. I would be more in the driver's seat of, of making things happen. And so today's uh, page in the, in the secret was that you are a unique being in the grand scheme of the world, in all of the people that make up the world. You are your own singular unique entity and i think what it's saying without saying it is that so much of what we impose upon ourselves like the idea of should the idea of telling somebody you should be doing this because all of that is coming from something that isn't you and even if it's coming from a place that the source of it thinks is for your benefit or is trying to steer you in, quote unquote, the right direction, it's still not you. You are the only you. And so if me as the only me is in a position or a situation where I have a support system of parents who are saying, stay here, figure it out, 
fix yourself. We want you to have the life that you want to have. Um, there isn't any reason I should be seeing that as something bad or comparing it to someone who doesn't have it in a way that is supposed to take away from this as just being a part of the experience of my life and that and adding on a new layer of negativity and guilt um it doesn't work that way and while i feel badly for this friend of mine who does not have this support system um she has found her way she has her own place she has a job she's making enough money to support herself so i would wish that she felt that way because obviously there's a level of her not being happy and all that whereas you know so someone like where i'm at and then this is where we have to get away from comparing ourselves which is very hard i'm a very big uh I think that's where a lot of my bullying from myself comes from is like looking at my contemporaries, looking at people that I I've grown up with people that I graduated college with people I went to high school with and seeing that they have families, that they own homes, that they have kids and that they're married and that they go on these great vacations, you know, all this from social media, which we have to all start to really come to the realization that social media is a highlight reel. Social media is a very, um, misleading thing while it has its pros to its cons the fact is social media doesn't also show you their hard days social media doesn't keep things in the perspective of just because you see a photo from their life <laughs> uh you're not seeing their life and like the page in the, the secret says you are your own unique person you are you so it doesn't matter your life doesn't depend on what's going on with them <laughs> you know what i mean it's it, and so all this to come back to resiliency to be able to get through every hard moment to get to a moment where something like that makes more sense even still in the midst of not having it, it figured out, um, but feeling like the pieces are beginning to really come together in a much clearer picture now. Thank you to anybody who's, who's made it through that rant. Um, rambling and sort of word salading my way to a point, uh, you know, and that's sort of the, you know, we are kind of all these, you know, if you really want to start getting big about it, right? You know, if we're all part of the the still continuing expansion outward of particles and atoms that were set in motion by a massive thermonuclear blast that brought reality out of nothingness, right? Like imagine an explosion, right? And you were part of everything that was inside the ball that Oppenheimer put together, right? And all of our existence, all of the universe's existence, all of everything is, is taking place still within the outward motion of that explosion, right? That's what the sort of... Uh, grand scheme idea of the big bang um and not to get into territory that starts to force people to feel like they need to rethink their um belief systems even though admittedly i am becoming more spiritual and i'm attending church and i'm um really starting to feel like uh, a sense of 
finding a place within that that I never felt before, um, which I think is also helpful, at least for me. But again, to come back to that page, I, that's the Dave, the one out of the billions. And for each of us, there are elements of that that work and there are elements of that that don't. And we all have to sort of settle Actually, no, no, that was yesterday's page is the year one in a billion. Today's page was when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed, sit down, take a deep breath and relax. And once you feel relaxed, do that again. And you're supposed to do this up to like seven layers, like Inception, where seven layers deep, you just keep relaxing on top of relaxing on top of relaxing and the more that you do it and it's like through breathing and just concentrating on your breathing basically this is meditation i think it's guiding you through meditation you notice that the stress and whatever it is that was overwhelming and intruding dissipates and then once it's gone now you have the space to operate and that was what I think initially I had sort of uh, discovered in the um, in the just getting out of bed and making sure that you start moving that like that not letting the overwhelming bully presence of whatever it is that you're worried about keeping you in bed you know of getting out of bed making your bed this is why that whole twelve rules to live by. Um, by Jordan Peterson, which all right, calm down, everybody. Just because I mentioned the guy's name, should make everybody run for the hills. We should be we should be able to talk. We should be able to express ideas uh, without it immediately triggering a black or white, yes or no, in or out, get away from me. Um, response and that's something that the one in a billion Dave is going to continue to hold on to is the idea of being able to explore thoughts and ideas through conversation um, so and and he's not the only one who says this there are lots of um, mentor type people and healers and, and people who are all about trying to help you get over what's holding you back that say a lot of it is in building in things that don't on their surface f seem like they would be helpful in this way but it starts small it lets you start off biting off enough that you can chew without feeling like you're going to choke right and so if it's something as small as like I was watching in the in another doom scroll, <laughs> I, I came across this guy who was talking about, you know, when I was rebuilding or, or getting back on my feet, one of the, the my mentor told me, here's the first thing I want to do. If you really want to change your life, here's what I want you to do. Um, because what it turns out is that uh, routine and the discipline to follow it is what starts to bring order from the chaos, right? So the first step was set your alarm for eight. When eight o'clock goes off, you get up, you get out of bed and you make your bed. And then you have breakfast at nine. And then you have lunch at noon. You have dinner at six. By eight o'clock, start getting ready for bed, start ending your day. By nine o'clock, you get in bed and by 10 o'clock, be asleep and just do this for a couple days in a row and the next thing you know you do that and suddenly it becomes easy to figure out and navigate the day so that you're getting what you need to get done done and and you're not feeling this overwhelmed thing and he said it's because you were able to set these goals that were achievable you were able to set these goals that on their surface didn't seem like they were goals, but if you weren't doing them and you were still in the throes and in the throes of and at the mercy of the whatever 
you know, being like on a wave and not being able to surf into the beach and you're just being tossed and turned by the waves. This is, you got a hold of a lifeline now and you were able to work your way to shore. And now that you're on shore, you can begin to find your way to the next place you're supposed to get to. And so that's why, um, on the days that I don't go walking, I always feeling like, oh, you know, I let myself down by letting go of a part of the routine that I was starting to build in because there's a part of me that's like, you know, at this point, everybody else is already at work. Everybody else is already on their commute. And here I am and I'm just making my bed. At least if I go for a walk, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some work towards getting into shape. I mean, the other thing too is I always pictured that if I was able to figure out the working from home thing, it's what's called a non-traditional work life schedule, right? You know, just because everybody else who has more traditional jobs is already on their way to work or is already in the car or is already dropping the kids at school. Okay. That's them one out of a billion, their thing. You know what I mean? Uh, People may not love hearing that. I don't necessarily feel like I need to be up and doing stuff by a certain time. Like my, and this is, I'm starting to kind of move more towards the, that's fine, but you should still be up and be making the most of your day. (laughs) Um, So even if it's an hour later than everybody else, you know, and so you're going to stay up an hour later than everybody else, you still need to getting rest is a big part of it making sure you're getting as close to like, you know, they say eight hours, eight hours, you should be sleeping to really recover. Um, and in the recent weeks, the nights that I have gotten more sleep, I've noticed that the feeling of the bully in the room waiting for me to wake up is a lot less intense. So it's not just hearing these things and hearing them and saying, yeah, that makes sense. It's when you actually try them and you realize It not only makes sense, but it also is true, (laughs) you know, and, and a lot of it is definitely this idea of the mindset that when you hear something and you immediately dismiss it because, oh yeah, that's ridiculous or, oh, that's too simple. All right, fine. If it's simple, do it. Then you do it and you realize, oh my God, not only did I do it, but then that day I was able to do this, this, and this. And, oh, and then that day I, I, I sent in, I mean, the call I got today, the, the interview I got today was a job I applied for either through Indeed or ZipRecruiter, one of them. And the email back was, hey, um, so, yeah, we're, we, we're going in a different direction. We went with somebody else for the staff position, but I wanted to talk to you about an opportunity to still do some freelance work with us because we're sort of in a, in a phase where we're rebuilding our media team. And even though we have uh, the internal team in place, we're looking at our workload and we've got some overflow happening. So we want to kind of set up like a possible, like a, a part-time schedule contract. And if everything works, it could lead to a permanent position. It was sort of like a rejection slash offer. And I was like, well, that's new. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like usually these emails, you start reading the first sentence and you're just like, oh, fuck another one of these. And so I was like, yeah, sure, man, let's talk about it. And it happened in this, like within days of the other clients saying, Hey, you know, maybe we could create more of a part-time situation instead of an ad hoc situation with you. And it's just sort of like, I don't want to say getting out of bed and making my bed is what made that happen. But like, moving everything in that direction, moving the mindset to being more about this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish instead of how am I going to get out of here? The how and the why in all of the things that I'm reading and all the, the guidance I'm getting and the, the sort of mentorship I'm getting from people is one of the things that keeps us from being able to shift our mindset is needing the details, needing the how and the why to be explained up front. And I'm starting to really feel the truth in that that's not as important as what's 
going to be achieved or the destination you're going to get to by making the shift. Because if you know all those details, you might start picking them apart and using sort of false narratives, letting in intrusive thoughts, letting sort of um, old think taint the opportunity, you know, like, like, what if I told these guys, yeah, fuck off, you know, or you don't want to hire me for the internal position. Fuck you. I don't even want to talk to you because three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I, I was very much in that headspace of fuck all these companies. You know, I think there was even a, an entry of this thing where I was like, how dare you? You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to take some other bold risks because I am being pushed into the bravery needed to do that in the midst of all this. Uh, but even that, it's like, well, I mean, probably the, those risks wouldn't work out if I'm just doing it as revenge against all of these other companies who are in themselves one out of a billion, you know? It's the company, you know, the companies and, you know, corporations or people. All right, that's one out of a billion. And, or it's made up of a bunch of other people who are just one out of a billion. And, you know, there's something to the understanding of people aren't against you they're just for themselves like all of us every one of us just trying to survive our primary responsibility is to make sure we survive and you know because you can't fill from an empty cup right so if they're more concerned about other than them then they will cease to exist as an entity and then everybody connected to that entity loses their stability. So you start to kind of in surrendering some of the ego. I mean, because obviously some ego needs to still be there to maintain the idea and the understanding of the importance of making sure that you survive, but letting go of needing to be in so much control. And I mean, you know, there is a small part of my mind that is like, all right, Dave, calm down. Don't count the chickens before they hatched yet. You still have to, you had the first interview. The interviewer said there's probably going to be at least one or two more conversations, but the vibe was there. You know, he's like, yeah, I definitely think you could do this, you know, and, and this is a great opportunity for a freelancer who's just looking to, you know, bring in more, um, you know, more financing, more, more, more income. And I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. And it was very calm. I was nervous for the whole half hour before the call, but once the call happened, it's like, here we go. Um, so I'm living into the idea that that's going to happen and that there's something to that that came along at the same time as the other offer came along at the same time as the audio book has come along. And by putting it out there that I'm going to, I am going to achieve, I'm going, I want to earn this in the next six months. I want a new car and picturing myself in the new car. I want my own place and picturing myself in the place. Instead of how am I ever going to get a new place or, oh my God, my car is falling apart. I can definitely sense the tide moving with the new mindset. And it's still, it's far from complete. I'm at the very beginning of this, but if this is what can start happening at the beginning, I can only already feel grateful imagining what could be the further this goes. So if in all of this rambling, this, the topic <laughs> and the theme of resilience and holding on through the trepidation to where I think sometimes maybe we just need to experience it enough to where even though I don't know how to let go of the things that I have yet to let go of by not picturing it as letting go, but picturing it as opening your mind to the possibility of the power that your mind has. Because 
what didn't make sense or what doesn't make sense still is, and I still get rejection emails. I got two in the last two days where it's like, you know, clearly the re- there's more of a reason than just what's wrong with me in the, in the grand scheme of things. You know, if it's all about energies and all about frequencies, there's just something about my frequency and the frequency of those other jobs that I applied to that did not align. And if they're not in alignment, going into that situation would only be detrimental, regardless of whether or not it may bring uh, some relief in the financial side, but there would be a whole new level of negative energy in, in, in another side, in, in, in either the personal side or the, um, you know, the environment might be toxic. Who knows? I, I have a sense that so many of these companies using algorithms and AI and making it such a cold um, approach that we're looking at this not even as not only is there going to be somebody who's got talent out there that's going to be eliminated by using a robot and using keywords and making it all about something that only exists on paper and not seeing that it's people who need to come in and fill these roles. Um, do you really want to be a part of that? Is that something that someone like me, my one in a billion being consciousness person existence, is that the kind of environment that I'm going to thrive in? And if I'm already at the point where um, my age is becoming a deal to myself, and that I want to make sure that the experience I have in this one life that I know that I get to live. Do I have time to waste in another situation that isn't fulfilling and isn't um, inspiring my soul? Isn't going to get? Isn't going to get me to realizing my full potential? the way some of these other opportunities might. And even, even still, you know, uh, it's, it's taking advantage of what these opportunities are going to afford me, but doing so in a way that I can still work from my own environment. I can work remotely, both of these opportunities that are happening, plus have time to still do the audiobooks, which all of that combined will allow me to get into my own space where I could build a portion of it that is a sound booth slash studio to do more voice work and be able to structure my day around I have a day a week that I meal prep and then I have meals ready to go for the next several days so that I don't have to stop working when dinner's ready and you know all these things that when it starts to feel right, right? This is where your intuition is much more in touch with these ideas of energies and frequencies than our logic and our conscious selves are. Um, yeah, it gets really, what I always call hippy dippy, right? There's something really kind of inspiring when that starts to manifest itself as true for you. And that's what the resilience has brought me to at this point. And there were definitely even times today, I, I meant to start recording this much earlier today, and it's beyond dark. It gets dark at six. <laughs> it's super dark, and I need to wrap this up so I can get it posted so it hits the feeds at the same time that it has been for the last 30 some odd weeks, almost 40 weeks. Um, but yeah, resilience and finding your frequency and finding a way to let that frequency start attracting and aligning with the other frequencies that are going to bring you to the next phase, the next level. Um, I am not in any way thinking or trying to imply that I'm perfect or fully understand this or have mastered this, but I am feeling 
more so whereas I feel like when uh, especially the one right before the holidays that job interview I went on where I'm talking about yeah I'm going to be outside my comfort zone but it'll be good I was convincing myself with that conversation with you guys I was doing that thing that we do where the part of your gut is starting to say, you know, I'm not sure about this, but then the logic is kicking and going, you don't have a fucking choice. You don't get to be sure. You have to take what you get offered to you and make it work. And that already is kind of, you could see a recipe for disaster. Now I have to be thankful that the person who I initially connected with on LinkedIn, you know, was honest and open with me about what they learned about that company that they're on the verge of bankruptcy and that they're not being honest with you if they're if they're telling you there's an opportunity there meanwhile they know they're out of fucking money um and that could be maybe that my subconscious like the energies were picking up on there's something about this place that doesn't exactly match up with what you thought it was going to be when you had your first phone call with them you know, um, and so moving away from trying to force myself to be willing to dive into that type of a situation and seeing what becoming more in tuned with the positivity and, and more in tuned with thinking proactively and, and being open and trying to shift. You know, I just am reading a book by um carol dweck phd dweck called mindset and taught and they talk about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset and how the fixed mindset um is the one that i think where things like should come from whereas the growth mindset sees the opportunity to learn from every failure and sees the opportunity to grow and also doesn't doesn't let success stop continuing to learn or progress you know it it doesn't deal in absolutes <laughs> it's like it's not sith it's more jedi um and that's the book i'm just about to finish i have a new book on its way it should be arriving tomorrow actually so um yeah i'm i'm hoping and feeling that the next few entries are going to be like this where it's exploring things with a new mindset and you know living into the possibilities and the positivity of the possibilities whereas opposed to uh when is it gonna end when is it gonna not feel like this anymore but that obviously needed to happen and I think that's just part of the process that me, the, the, the unique one out of a billion who is me, needed to go through to get to this point. Not everybody necessarily will have to do that on their own, but we all have to be also okay with each of us having our you, one out of a billion version of the process. It's all process, and it's not over until it's over. And that's why I keep saying... The one thing that has been a constant is don't let the intermission become the permanent exit from the stage because there is still so much left uh, and that it's not over until it's over. So don't end it early. Who knows the next act could have all these amazing things that even though they aren't what you were picturing from within the shadows, they're still the sources of light that we're heading towards. So yeah, didn't really know how this was going to go. And, uh, probably one of the more ADD type episodes, but, um, starting to feel like I'm feeling better. And, yeah, I'm going to keep living into that and living into the positive positivity of possibility. So that'll be today's episode, resilience and the positivity of possibility. 
think this is resonating out there. If anyone wants to join the conversation, you know that you can get in touch with me at hollow9podcast at gmail.com. It's the word hollow, the number nine, I-N-E, podcast, all one big happy word at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, until next time. You've been listening to a production of the Hollow Nine Network. Feeling It, Healing It, A Diary of Recovery, featuring Dave Maresca. Thank you for listening to Feeling It, Healing It, A Diary of Recovery. Dave Maresca is not a trained medical professional, psychologist, psychiatrist, or licensed professional trained in providing therapeutic mental health care. This podcast is an account of his life experiences and meant to be just that. Any advice or suggestions made in the extemporaneous dialogue of the podcast is not intended to be medical or legal advice. If such advice is what you're seeking, you are encouraged to seek out the services of a licensed professional. The Hollow Nine Network and Dave Maraska assume no liability or responsibility for the information provided in these episodes.